Good morning. Today is November 17th, 2020, and it's another episode of Ask Ellie, Intuitive Insights and Your Psychic Questions Answered. And today's topic is all in honor of National Entrepreneur's Day, which happens to be today, November 17th. So today we're going to talk about um, I thought it would be the perfect occasion to speak about why some people succeed and others don't. And it's not what we think about. It's not, I mean, it's not what we think it is. We usually attribute it to, oh, they have more willpower, they have luck, they have this, they have that. And as we're going to see today, that's not what this is about. So welcome to my podcast. My name is Ellie Molina. I am a former educator a psychic, an intuitive consultant, an author, and I love sharing knowledge with people and I love sharing other people's success. So in honor of National Entrepreneur's Day, I'm going to be sharing some success stories that have come my way that I'd like to share with you as inspiration so that we get to the idea that, you know what, if there's something that you really, really want to be doing, well, then go for it and do it. Don't let anything hold or anyone hold you back. And I'm sure that you've heard that before, but sometimes hearing it again and again and again, and then even from someone else might make a difference. So with that being said, I'm going to turn first to a question that I have received and welcome some of our guests here on the call this morning. So good morning, Tommaso. Thank you so much for being here today. And I am excited and I hope you bring some questions. I intend that you bring some questions with you to the call and I'd love to help answer them. Okay, our first question comes from someone out in California, MS, and it is, Hi, Ellie. Thank you for your podcast. I really enjoy listening to it. And I have a question for you. I'm starting a business and I'm confused about whether or not it's a good time to get started. Can you give me any advice? Okay, MS. Well, this is quite um, an interesting question. So first of all, as you have not shared what kind of business this is, I am just going to, what's coming for me psychically is that if you are well prepared, and by that I mean in terms of your finances, so that um, I actually see that you have um, an investor over here, which looks wonderful, and you'll have to confirm that with me. And um, you'll just have to get back to me and confirm that with me, MS, that there is an investor. So I do see an investor behind your project. So that takes care of financial situations in terms of your startup costs. And one of the things that I'm seeing over here is that if you have a sound business plan and then the proper mindset on this one, and again, um, you didn't specify what kind of business you are starting. And the only reason why that might be important is because if you're going to start your business on a numerology, 
on a numerically great date, you may want to start um, on the 21st of December. However, if your business is Christmas related or the holiday related and you want to start marketing and getting your product um, out there or your service out there before the holidays, well, um, then you need to start sooner, obviously. And this is not a psychic answer. This is just a very practical answer. However, if you're looking to set up your business and get yourself organized and really declare an opening date for your business, then go for the 21st of December. This is the winter solstice and it's a five star stellar day, especially uh, what's called the grand mutation. And this is a wonderful day for business and prom projects and anything that you're looking to begin. Stellar, stellar day. You'll have angelic, um, angelic protection on this one and wonderful day to get started. And so again, the thing that I want to stress the most with you, MS, is that it's going to be your mindset that will determine whether or not this business will succeed. It's not going to be luck and it's not going to be um, having enough money to get, it's not going to be circumstances, let's put it like that. It is going to be your mindset and largely your self-talk that will determine the outcome of your business. And so with that being said, I'm just going to digress a little bit and go to a question that was sent in right now. And I, I am, here's the question and let's get a, um, an answer to this one. So I'm traveling to Germany tomorrow for the holidays. What can you tell me about my trip? This is a big trip as I'm going for two months. Okay, so this is a wonderful question. Thank you, congratulations on your trip. I'm excited that you are going to Germany for the holidays. I know that we have all been cautioned about traveling and so therefore we do know that you will take the utmost precautions in your travel plans in terms of your COVID testing and your quarantining. And I am absolutely sure that you are going to take care of that. Um, and just the thing that I want to share with you that's coming through is that this is a necessary trip for you. And one of the reasons why I say it's necessary is it feels as if there's been a tremendous amount of change that has happened in your, in your life um, in the last few months and that it is now time for you to, and it, again, this is just what I'm seeing psychically. It's time for you to really embark on, on a new adventure and on starting a new life. And this is what I'm seeing for you so that you are going to go right now overseas. I'm seeing long travel. I'm seeing, and I'm actually getting angelic guidance on this one. So this is really lovely. You'll be going to family. There'll be friends. This is going to be a wonderful trip. You may choose to stay longer if that's at all possible. We don't know. That depends on so many different things. However, what I am seeing is that this is going to be a marvelous trip for you. And you do, you're going to get good news while you're there. You're going to see that the people that you're with are going to have good news while you're there. And you, again, you have a, this is a two angel deal here. And for those of you who know me and have read with me psychically, you'll know that 
I only talk about angels when they appear in a reading as the same with reincarnation and path. I only mention these things when they show up for me. I am, as you heard the, the podcast on numerology, you'll know that um, angel numbers is not my thing. So therefore, when angels show up, it's always an honor to have them appear in a reading right now and in the session. And I gladly welcome their presence. And one of the things that I'm seeing over here, Thomas, is that you have divine guidance on this trip. So you're going to not only make it an amazing trip for yourself, you're going to create it. And I see you coming when I when you do return to the States, and which, you know, again, you'll be methodical, you'll stick to your plan. However, in the event that you do not get here within the next four months for circumstances or whatever, um, or even what I, the, let's just go back and change the language on that. What I'm seeing is when you return, you will, and you will return, something is going to dramatically shift for you. And I'm seeing you stepping into a leadership position. I'm seeing you heading some sort of an organizational um, undertaking and not, you know, heading it is all very uh, relative in terms of what that means. But I'm seeing you using your discipline. I'm seeing you using your mental fortitude and that you are going to launch something highly successful within the next four and by four months, maybe perhaps by April, this is going to really take off. So congratulations, go on your trip, enjoy it, and welcome the opportunities and the angels that will be there to guide you. I do see a lot of prosperity around this connected with you, especially upon your return. So this is really great news and um, intending that that has answered some of your questions. Okay. Um, if anybody has a question right now while we're on this call, then I would love for you to either type it in or call it in as I'm going to start with what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur or even a successful author, a successful anything in your field, um, as today is National Entrepreneur's Day. Okay. No questions? All right. Perfect. Uh, if you do have questions, feel free to just hop in and call in or type them into the um, into the chat. And so one of the things I'd like to do today is just acknowledge um, someone, and her name is Emily P. Pereira, and you can find her and her new book online at Amazon and look her up. And I'm speaking about her because she decided that she was going to write her book a few years ago, and it's called The Quest. And then using wonderful days and information that she has, she's decided to launch it, and it is out there on Amazon and pre-launch happening. And Emily um, tells a raw and vulnerable story woven with mind-blowing insights about women's empowerment and that she's reached over 5 million people She's landed notable speaking gigs at places like Wanderlust, Spotify, Summit Outside, and has written for some of our generation's hottest media outlets. She runs an international coaching enterprise that helps women call in love, and she's the founder of the Sunrise Mountain Retreat Center in Costa Rica. Emily's book is called From the Hollywood Hills to the Amazon Jungle, One Woman's Search for Enough. And the reason why I'm talking and plugging Emily's book today is that 
Emily had an idea and she not only followed through on her idea and on her intuition and on her hunches and her desires, she wrote her book and she founded a retreat center in Costa Rica. She moved from Hollywood. She gave up her life in the Hollywood Hills and then following intuition and meeting the right people at the right time was able now to pursue and follow her dream. So that is one success story that I'd like to share with you now. What makes of let's make let's take Emily and some of the other clients that I've been working with and people that I know. What makes their success story so unique? And one of the things is that we always say, oh, it's just willpower, willpower. And it's more than willpower. First of all, it's going back to our self-talk. And what do we make things mean? So let's start with self-talk first. What is it that you tell yourself in the morning? What is it that you tell yourself about your projects? What is it that you tell yourself about your businesses or the things that you really want to do? Go from personal health to relationship to business to creative outlets. What is it that you speak to yourself? And that's where you really want to catch that. That's the ultimate first. Find out what you're saying to yourself. And then as you look at what you're saying to yourself, ask yourself, you know, first you've got to get some level of conscious awareness. What am I making this mean? And what am I telling myself? And at this level of conscious awareness, you get to choose and decide if that is going to be a self-talk conversation that will move you forward to your dreams or not. So it's really much more than just willpower. Okay, you can't willpower something into existence because that uses force. And force is never the energy that will have us succeed. When we force ourselves into situations and to people and to places, it always, it always inevitably backfires. We use our power, which is a very different energy, and that power then expands and goes out to the universe and collects more and more power. And then we have the synchronicities. And that's what counts. It is the synchronicities. The people line up. The places line up. The energy starts to line up. So let's start and go now. Let's go back now to the very first beginnings of what is it that we're making things mean. And in my book, Children Who Know How to Know, which is not a child's book. It is a book written for adults, educators, and anyone who wants to alter conversations with children and themselves. This is a great place to start. It's easy reading. It has wonder wonderful ideas, and it's based on empirical and scientific knowledge. I spent over 29 years in the classroom with middle school children, high school children. And so I really, and even elementary, lower elementary. So I really do understand the conversations that children have and the way that self-talk starts to begin from a very early stage. So let's talk about the beginning levels of self-talk and meaning-making machines. Human beings are meaning-making machines. We run on autopilot. We're constantly on autopilot. Most of our behavior is not cognitive. There are certain times where we bring in cognition. Let's take, for example, when you're learning to drive. The first experience of learning to drive, you're highly cognitive. You're paying attention to the road. You are on heightened awareness. Okay, 
fast forward five years, if not even fewer, you are in your car and you're driving somewhere and you don't even know how you got there. You don't even realize that all that time went by because you have just driven on autopilot. Everything about driving was habitual, unless of course something came and there was almost a near accident, which had you then step right back into the cognitive process. So our life is basically built on autopilot because it makes it easier as a human being because there's so much stimulus coming at us all the time. So now, Getting back to being on autopilot, there's a very high chance that you are unaware of the thoughts that you are saying to yourself, that let that self-talk that goes on all day long. There are very few people that have been documented on this planet that do not have self-talk. And so if you say, oh, well, I don't know, I don't talk to myself, then I'm gonna say you're just not even aware of the fact that you're talking to yourself. So start becoming aware of what it is that you're saying to yourself, even from the morning that you wake up and look out the window to getting out of bed and starting your day. That is really important that you catch what you're saying to yourself. Now, then comes the other thing, which is as ascribing meaning to things. So for example, when you're a child, let's take a look at what we make things mean. Children don't have the same cognitive abilities that adults have. This is, again, this is proven. That's why children are in the alpha state. And they are there until they're at least 11, 8 to 11 years old in brain science. You can go check that out. And so being in the alpha state, they're, they're vibrating at a lower frequency. And a lot more meaning happens. They do not have the same ability to process situations the way that an adult does. So I'm going to give you a little story about Johnny in the playground. And if you've worked with me before, then you've heard this story. But yet, no matter how many times we hear it, it's really vitally important, especially as it affects um, the success of our future ventures, whether it's reducing weight, getting healthy, being in a relationship, uh, becoming an entrepreneur, writing a book, creating art, no matter what it is. So I'm going to give you the story of Johnny in the playground. We're going to take an eight-year-old and we're going to call him Johnny. And he's standing in the playground. He's leaning against, this is pre-COVID days when kids could just stand around in the playground, et cetera, et cetera. He's leaning on the fence and two girls walk by and we're going to call them Susie and Sally. And Susie and Sally look at Johnny and they cover their faces and they start to laugh. And Johnny looks at them and says to himself, oh my God, wait up. Oh, they're laughing at me. Susie and Sally are laughing at me. They must hate me. I'm a loser. Nobody likes me. I don't have any friends. People think there's something wrong with me. I don't have any friends. People laugh at me all the time. I'm really upset and nobody likes me. And Johnny goes back into the into the classroom and something happens, a book falls down and the teacher yells at Johnny and then Johnny says and says to himself, I'm such a loser, nobody likes me and he kicks the desk and then the teacher sends him to the office. And so Johnny has just confirmed through circumstances his belief that Susie and Sally and the rest of the world think that he's a loser and that nobody likes him. Day two, Johnny in the playground, same Johnny, but a different belief system, is standing there. Susie and Sally walk by and giggle. And Johnny tells himself, 
wow, they love me. They think I am the hottest 10-year-old in the playground. They think I'm awesome. They're both in love with me. That's why they're laughing. They think I'm so cool. They think I'm so hot. And Johnny puffs up his chest and he stands tall and he walks into the classroom and he high fives everybody. And everybody's like, Johnny, yeah, Johnny, you're the greatest. Yay, yay, yay. So same circumstance. Johnny has just taken a different interpretation and made it mean something very differently. And now third day, Johnny in the playground, standing there leaning, Susie and Sally walk by, ha ha ha, giggling, giggling. And they look right at Johnny and Johnny says, Susie, Sally, what are you laughing about? And Sally says, oh, Johnny, Sally just told me the funniest joke. And we looked at you. We didn't even see you there, but what a funny joke. Okay, point is that Susie and Sally laughing, giggling, walking past Johnny, looking at him, had absolutely nothing to do with Johnny. They weren't even aware that Johnny was there. Yet, because human beings tend to think that the world revolves around them or around us, we start to give all of this so much importance and we make it mean it's all about us. Somebody doesn't call you back. It's all about you. They don't like you. They don't have time for you. You become a victim. Actually, they don't call you back because A, they never even got your message or B, they totally forgot because something else happened. But because you don't understand what it is in their world that has them be the center of their world, we start to make everything mean something else. So we go through life as meaning-making machines and then finding evidence to support our belief system. And then we become people who are either unable to succeed at anything or we become people who succeed at everything. And so this becomes a mindset. So when, when I talk about the clients that I've been working with who have gone on to achieve success in many areas of their lives, one of the first places that we start with is their mindset. It's the only place to start. And we look at what are their beliefs? What do they believe about themselves? What do they believe is possible? And from there, we set up a strategic plan as this is what's possible. And the other thing that I'm going to tell you is that you not only do you have to catch your self-talk, but you have to find support for your self-talk. People in isolation doing things by themselves and um, don't stand a really good chance of succeeding. You have to have you have to have a mastermind group around you, as Napoleon Hill once said. You have to be around people who support your dreams, support your ideas, support your adventures, and who also believe that you can achieve this. So you've got to have a good support system around you. Now, obviously, this is like a catch twenty two because if you believe that if you believe that you're worthy of a accomplishing all of your dreams, and you don't have, let's say, this disempowering self-talk, you're going to have a group of people around you that I call the posse. Your posse will be an empowering people. It's really very simple to find out whether you have empowering or disempowering thoughts during your day um, and to see the level of disempowering thoughts. Take a look at your posse and objectively look at their lives. See what they're earning. 
that's also a reflection of what we value about ourselves. Money is always directly connected to our belief system. Look at your posse. What are they earning? Where do they live? What do they do? What do they say about life? What conversations do they have? And what do they say about themselves? And what do they say about other people? So your posse is an excellent indicator of where you are at because water seeks its own level. We know that, and that is a law. It's an actual physical law. And we are made up of over 70% water. So even if we're not thinking, uh, water will seek its own level. Take a look at who you're hanging with. Take a look at what their thoughts are. Take a look at their conversations. And if you like those conversations, kudos, and then start to get to work on your dreams. And that is done through determination. And when I say determination, that is a purpose. You decide what your purpose is. If you ask yourself, oh, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know. It doesn't have to be a grand scale purpose, uh, going out to change the world, going out to change the planet. Perhaps your purpose is to influence children or to spark some sort of um, hope with people. Perhaps your, your purpose is to make others smile or to contribute in some form. Everyone on the planet is born with the need and the desire to create, and everyone is born with the desire to help others. These are things that are intrinsic to us, and these are things that we're called to fulfill upon. It doesn't matter how you fulfill upon these. However, this is where we begin. So if you're curious about where to start in your own business or even in your own life, in your own relationships, one of the first places I'm going to tell you to start is right at the beginning with your thoughts and your beliefs and your expectations and what you believe is possible for yourself and for your life. That's where it starts. And then it steps into awareness, being consciously aware on an ongoing basis. And this is where it's a little challenging because it's hard to consciously be aware most of the day. It's a challenge to focus where your mind goes and to pay attention to that. That is why we're not trained to focus our attention for prolonged periods of time. It can be done. When I used to teach little children ages three years old at the school, I call it the magic school in Washington, and you can read about that on my bio or even in Children Who Know How to Know, we'd start with three-year-olds, and we would teach three-year-olds three to focus on one particular object without moving their bodies. No twitching, no shaking, no jumping, no looking around, just sitting still and focusing. This is a trained skill. And we would start for about 15 seconds and then start lengthening the period of time. So what happens is we do not know how to train our minds to focus and to even sit still because we're not in control of that. And the only reason we're not in control of it is because we're unaware of what it takes to control it. Once we can learn to control our mind, we can learn our thoughts, our mind. We can learn whether we want to spend our time feeling sad in the past, whether we want to spend our time feeling sorry for ourselves, whether we want to continue having disempowering conversations or choose conversations of self-talk that will empower us, move us forward, 
bring something something to other people's lives and contribute to humanity and the planet as a whole. And we can all do this. I'm just not preaching. I'm telling you, this is so possible. You take a look at every successful person and they're going to say, and success of course is relative, whether they're happily married and that's their success or they've raised happy children or they're working to help other people achieve X, Y, and Z. Every person will tell you that's how they think. That's where their thoughts are. And so I would love, we're at the end of the call right now. We're very close. I will have two more minutes. I'd love for someone to share something, even comments or type them in, call them in. I'd love for you to participate. And with that being said, I'm going to start wrapping it up as the holidays are coming. So um, one of the things that is very important right now is to be safe. All right, take this, take this situation that we have in these circumstances, take them seriously, pay attention to what's going on, take care of your health, set your intentions that you will remain healthy, take your vitamins, take your precautions, of course, and set your mind to the space that you are divinely protected divinely guided and always in the right place at the right time, meeting the right people, right place, right time. So that that is where your mind goes. I am divinely protected. I meet people at the right place at the right time. Things are always coming to me that will enhance my life. I'm able to contribute to other people. I live a an abundant, successful, and beautiful life. Uh, okay. And with that, I wish everyone on the call and listening a very healthy, happy, and wonderful and safe holiday. And if you are interested in scheduling a session with me, please note that 20% off, all you have to do is mention Ask Ellie on the podcast, and then you'll receive your 20% discount for any of my readings, 30 minutes or an hour session. Stay safe. Stay happy, watch your thoughts, and I look forward to speaking with you soon and sharing more success stories with you and your success story too. All right, take care, love and blessings. Bye-bye.